Amen. I want to read this chapter in a few different versions. Amen. Let's start off with King James Version. Deuteronomy 31 and 8. It says, and the Lord, he is that doeth go before, that does go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. The New King James Version says, and the Lord, he is the one that goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. The New International Version says the Lord himself goes before you and he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. The Amplified Classic Edition says, it is the Lord who goes before you. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will march with you. Let that rest. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will march with you. He will not fail you or let you go or forsake you. Let there be no cowardice or flinching. Fear not, neither become broken in spirit, depressed, dismayed, and unnerved with alarm. When Pastor contacted me and said, I need you to bring forth a word on Wednesday night, I heard the Lord clearly say, said, tell my people, let God carry you through it. Just look at somebody real quick and say, let God, let God carry you through it. Let God carry you through it. Real quickly, I just want you just to get this definition in your mind as I read it. It says, when the human body ceases to perform normal life sustaining functions, such as drawing a breath or maintaining a heart rhythm, a, 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 a doctor may order this cause or this use of a particular equipment to temporarily take over the job. These fundamental body tasks include respiration and nutrition, supplemented by a mechanical ventilator and a feeding tube. This particular thing is valuable to patients who have a chance to recover from trauma or severe illness. Ventilators and catheters and heart defibrillators uh, perform imperative bodily functions until the patient can resume these functions by themselves. In this manner, a patient who would have died receives another chance to live. This here is a bridge that sustains human life until the body can once again sustain itself. If you know what I'm talking about, you know I'm talking about life support. I'm talking about life support. People of God, there comes a time where your back is against the wall and when your options are few and when opportunities have shut in your face and when some tragedy happens and when some doors are closed in your life and when some people turn their back against you and when people are just treat you all kind of ways and, and when you all feel like you're all left alone, there comes a time where the facts wrestle with your faith. There comes a time where your facts wrestle with your faith, where logic becomes illogical, where sense doesn't make sense. There comes a time where your mind 
feels like it's just so confusing. It ceases to comprehend. There comes a time where you feel like you just can't move on. There comes a time where you feel like you can't live another day. People of God, I have been to a place in my life where my mother, who I love so dearly, hallelujah, did not understand. There came a time where my friends, they could not relate. There came a time where everything I thought was good is now misunderstood. And now I realize that it, it got so bad where I wasn't really deep in the valley and I wasn't high in the mountain. I was just stuck in this uncomfortable place and I realized I was living on God's life support. Everything became neutral. I got to a place where I was at a standstill and my mind and my emotions could no longer function under this world system. I was living on God's life support. I did not know where my next step was going to be. I did not know where my next movement or my next outcome was going to be. And God was all I had left. He was the only comfort that I could trust, the only person that I could depend on. He was the only logic that I had. When you're living on God's life support, people of God, is when your body and your soul ceases to perform normal life sense and functions. And your next breath and your next step all depends on God. As time progressed, I realized that, that when I'm living on God's life support, I'm really living on God's promises. And when you're living on God's promises, you're living on God's word. Amen. So I got to a place where I said, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. You talk to this one, you go to this one, you talk to that. Things are just still not working right. And I had to remind myself, don't you have the Holy Ghost? Aren't you saved? Go to the word of God. And so I had to go to God's word and realize that God had given me a promise. Did you know that the word promise means it's an arrangement, it's a commitment, it's an obligation, it's an agreement, it's a contract, it's a covenant, it's an assurance, it's a guarantee, it's a bond, and it's a warranty. That's what the word promise means. And I understand that even in the beginning of the, the word of God, you look in Genesis, you see that Adam and Eve, they disobeyed. They were tempted by the serpent and then sin came into the world because they ate the forbidden fruit. And so what happened is God loved them so much, even in their sin, he loved them so much and he gave them a promise. In spite of their mistakes, he said in Genesis 3.15, he said that he will send someone that will crush the head of the serpent. So even in the beginning of the time, God knew exactly what he was doing. And he lets you know that he has everything under control. And even though sometimes we don't listen to his commands and listen to his uh, instructions, he still carries us through it and gives us, us a promise. And he said, I will promise that I will send someone that will crush the head of the serpent. If you navigate through the word of God, you will see the promises that God gave to his people. God gave Abraham a promise. He gave Isaac a promise that he will not leave them nor forsake them. He gave Jacob a promise. He even told Jacob, I will not leave you. I will stay with you until I have completed what I have promised. So God promised that a savior would come. 
He said, I will send someone that will crush the head of the serpent. So he said, I will send someone. God sent Jesus Christ. He sent a king, a redeemer, one that will free us of the shackles of bondage and will heal us of our diseases. This is what I love about the word of God. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Galatians 3.16 says, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to the seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. 1 Timothy 3.16 says, and without, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. And for those that don't believe that the word of God is real, 2 Corinthians, excuse me, 2 Timothy 3.16, I told you this 3.16 is amazing. It says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So that lets me know that your next breath and your next step and your next decision and your next solution all depends on the word of God. Did you know that God's word is so powerful that I love to say this? God's word is so powerful that it generates life and it creates faith and it produces change. It frightens the devil. It causes miracles. It heals hurts. It builds character. It transforms circumstances. It imparts joy. It overcomes adversity. It defeats temptation. It infuses hope. It releases power. It cleanses our minds. It brings things back into being and it guarantees our future forever that's what the word of God does and so I, I, I know now that I need to put my trust in the word of God and so God told us in John chapter 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God but now we have a problem we got a problem now, y'all, because in verse 14, <laughs> it says, and that same word became flesh and dwelt among us. <laughs> and we, we beheld his glory, the glory as the begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. So the word became flesh. So healing became a reality. Hope became a reality. Joy became a reality. Deliverance became a reality. Restoration became a reality. And I want you to know that Jesus is a reality. If I change my mentality, I can grow spiritually so I can live eternally. Jesus is reality. If I change my mentality, I can grow spiritually so I can live eternally. God said, let me carry you through it. 
After this word, I still can believe that some people say, well, I hear you, but you just don't know what I'm going through. So, And I'm going through so many different things. And some people are saying I have some situations where I need that my needs uh, need to be met. And I'm dealing with enemies. And I have some situations with fear. And I have some situations with loneliness and uh, old age. And I have some situations with righteousness and salvation, trust, and worry. And all I can hear God said, he said, go back to my word. You know, I told the saints about two Sundays ago, I said, what do I look like? Going to someone I just met off the street and giving them my social security number. I just met you. I don't know you at all. I just met you. And I'm going to give you something that private? Why is that a problem? Because number one, I don't know you. And because I don't know you, I can't trust you. Then the Lord dealt with me and beat me up. And he said, so why is it so hard for my people to trust me? Because we don't know him. I'm going through. I don't know how I'm going to overcome. I don't know. And this is me. I've been through this because we don't know him. Are we spending time in prayer? Are we spending time fasting? Are we spending time in relationship? Are we spending time in praise and worship? We don't know God. So how can we trust somebody we don't know? And so people say, I'm I'm going through. I'm dealing with these situations. I'm going through enemies. And I'm dealing with loneliness. And I'm dealing with old age, trust, and worry. And I can hear God say, he said, you worry about your needs being met? Did you go to my word? Philippians 4, 19 says, God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He said, you worried about enemies? Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. They didn't say that the weapon is not going to be formed. But the weapon that is formed against you, it will not prosper. Every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. You said you worried about fear. Okay. The Lord said, he said in Isaiah 41 and 13, for I, the, for I, the Lord, your God, will hold your right hand saying to you, fear not. I will help you. He said, you have questions about being lonely. Second Corinthians six eighteen says, I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Some of us are worried about old age. Oh, my Lord, we're worried about getting old. And the Lord says in Isaiah 46 and 4, it says, even to your old age, I am he. And even to the gray hairs, I will carry you and deliver you. And we say we have trust issues. I I get it. We have some trust issues. But the word of God in in Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. We have some issues with worry and the word of God says in Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. God said, let me carry you through it. Let me carry you through it. Let me carry you through it. We look in the word of God. The Bible records about Joseph. 
Joseph being favored by his father and then hated by his brothers and then stripped and thrown into a pit, sold for 20 pieces of silver, then taken to Egypt and then being sold into slavery, becoming then becoming overseer over Potiphar's house, but then lied on and accused by Potiphar's wife and then thrown into jail to still find favor in jail, interprets the dreams of two of Pharaoh's chief officials, begging one of them, please don't forget me when you go. Hallelujah. But then to go through the rejection of the butler, not even remembering him, to then be called by Pharaoh two years later to interpret his dream, to then be governor over Egypt, having his brothers come for him for help, the same ones that portrayed him, come for him for help, not knowing who he was, and then being reunited with his family. And when you read that story, you will read constantly. It says, and the Lord was with him. Throughout that whole story, I was so enamored with the fact that it said, and the Lord was with him. Joseph did not complain. I didn't get to that place yet because I still complain sometimes. But Joseph did not complain. The word of God said he did not murmur. He just went through it. Hallelujah. Because he knew who he could trust. He can trust in God. Hallelujah. Who can do everything but fail. And he let God carry him through it. I realize that some of us go through some things so bad. And we have, a lot of us have dealt with some situations that have made us handicapped. There are some things that we are sad to say 30, 40, 50, sometimes 80, and still handicapped because of some stuff that has happened to us from when we were younger. Some of us have been hurt and talked about and misused. Some of us have been mistreated, molested, abused. Some of us are, are depressed, confused, sad, upset, lonely, and down because of some terrible things that happened to us. And I tell this all the time, and you may hear me say this more than once, but when I was in CPR class, hallelujah, I will never forget the class, and I talk about it all the time because he said, when you're doing the compressions, he said, the unfortunate thing is, he said, you may do some damage area to the bones. He said, you may even crack some areas. But then the man said something that blew my mind. He said, an injury is better than death. He said, an injury is better than death. And people of God, I come to tell you, you may be down, but you're not dead. You may be persecuted, but you're not forsaken. You may be perplexed, but not in despair. You may be cast down, but not destroyed. Hallelujah, I want to tell you right now, you can live. Look at somebody say, you can live. You can breathe. You can survive. You can make it. You can overcome. You can do what God said you can do. I want you to know it's not over. It's not finished. It's not time to quit. It's not time to give up. And I want to tell you right now. Sometimes we go through situations and it seems so rocky. Hallelujah. And it seems like everything around us is going crazy. But do you remember the old hymn that says, On Christ the solid rock. I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And I come to tell you today, if you 
stand on the word of God regardless of what Trump is doing if you stand on the word of God regardless of what your job is doing if you stand on the word of God I'm talking about it because I've been through it I'm not going to talk about nothing I didn't go through Hallelujah! but I had to stand on the word of God alright I realize that sometimes we go through life and we feel like we're at the bottom of the barrel Sometimes we go through life and we feel like that everyone has forgotten about us. Sometimes we go through life and we feel like we are last. Sometimes we go through life and we feel like we are the least. And you know what that feeling feels like? When you are the least, it feels little. You feel slightly. You feel faintly. You feel remotely and vaguely. You feel somewhat. You feel hardly and barely. You feel minimum and short end. Hallelujah. Some of y'all feel like you're at the last. I've been there. Well, you feel like you're at the end. You feel like you're at the rear. It's like the final. Feel like you're done with. Hallelujah. Feel like you're at the conclusion. It feel like you've been deceased. It feel like you have been terminated. It feel like you are at the close. But when you let God carry you through it when you let God carry you through it you can make a change in your mind and you can go harder you can go deeper I tell you Julissa and I was talking about this not too long ago you know the saints used to tell us you need to go deeper deeper well what did that mean they never told us what it meant it means to go deeper in the word deeper in our prayer be more consistent and sometimes we got to fast a little longer than 12 hours. We can try one day or three days. We got to go a little deeper in our word. And I tell you, when you begin to go deeper, when you begin to endure and when you begin to pursue, hallelujah, it, it, it seems like you were last and it seems like you were least. But did you know with God, you was, it felt like you were last, but when you're with God, you were made to last. Somebody said, say it again. Instead of being the last, with God, you were made to last. You were made to have durability. You were made to continue. You were made to proceed. You were made to be distinct. You were made to be separated. You were made to stand out. And I tell you, no matter how bad it may seem, I tell you, the encouragement is in the word of God. Even the ones that were saved and they died, do you know they were made to last? Because there is an eternal hope of glory. Heaven is my goal. I am going to heaven. How do I could be sick here down on earth and my body could be stretched across this church, but I have got the victory. I was made to last. So when situations come, just remind yourself, I'm made to last. I'm made to last. When problems come, say, I'm made to last. I'm made to last. And I tell you, exercise the word of God. Exercise the word of God. Preached two Sundays ago about anxiety. Talking about trusting in the Lord. And the sad thing is in this generation, when I say generation, all of us, a lot of us are dealing with anxiety. Anxiety attacks and thoughts and all kind of stuff as to, oh, I'm going to make it. How am I going to overcome? And I said, I got to a place where you ever get tired of being tired? Tired. Wake up tired. Go to bed, sleep 12 hours, wake up still tired. Tired of being tired. And I got to a place where I said, God, I'm tired 
of being tired. Amen. And he said, I've been here all this time. Get in my word. I begin to get in the word of God, people of God, and begin to apply the word of God to my life. When anxiety began to overflow, I, I tell you, I'll wear this scripture out now. First Peter 5 and 7 says, cast all your cares upon me for I care for you. I'm telling you, I got to a place where I was going through something, not even a few weeks ago, just dealing with something. Cast all your cares upon me for he cares for me. Cast I said it over and over again. And before you know it, the anxiety was here and it began to go here and, and begin to get in God's word. Trust in the Lord of all our heart. Lean not to my own understanding and let us be not weary and well doing for in due season we shall reap and we faint not. Hallelujah, my God shall supply all my needs according to to his riches and glory. You know, some people try to say that you are crazy for talking to yourself, but I encourage you tonight. Elder Hoskins says, talk to yourself. Encourage yourself. That's the only way you're going to get out of this thing is talking to the one that can make the change. Trusting in Jesus Christ. So I encourage you to talk to yourself. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And I refuse. I had a situation not even two days ago that tried to overwhelm me. I got so upset, I started crying. Got upset, told Jaleesa, I said, Jaleesa, I got to talk to you later. I'm getting off the phone. And I sit there crying. And then I said, wait a minute. What am I crying about? Who do I serve? And I had to fortify myself in the word of God and said, this too shall pass. Especially when God didn't give me so many promises. And I'm going to worry about this situation. I can't worry about this thing. I got to trust the Lord. There's an old poem that says, last night I had a dream. I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord. Across the sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One belonged to me and the other belonged to the Lord. After the last scene in my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that at the many times in the past of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. That really troubled me, so I asked the Lord, Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why when I needed you the most that you would leave me. The Lord replied, he said, my son, my precious child, he said, I love you and I will never leave you. During your times of suffering where you can only see one set of footprints, that's when I carried you. And I encourage you today, people of God, to allow God to carry you through it. Allow God to carry you through it. Allow God to overcome you through this situation. I tell you to practice, to demonstrate, to study, practice, and demonstrate. To study, practice, and demonstrate. Study the word of God, practice the word of God, and then demonstrate it. And you will see changes in your life. I'm dealing with it right now. Studying it, practicing it, and demonstrating it. And guess what? I say this all the time. You know you are what you eat. And like I told folk right now, as I am in the process of losing weight, thank God for Jaleesa, that I am what I eat. Amen? What you fill yourself with is what you become. And I told folk, if I put the oil in the gas tank, what's going to happen to that car? It's going to mess up. Because I'm putting it in a place that it does not belong. 
I'm filling it up with things that it does not belong. And when you begin to fill yourself up with junk and mess and negativity, negative people, I'm telling you, negative TV shows, negative video games, when you begin to fill yourself, that's what you become. You become what you eat. And it becomes harder to get through a situation. So guess what? When I begin to fill my mind, the word of God says somewhere in Philippians chapter 4, whatsoever things are good and lovely and good report and pure and honest and peaceful, think on these things. When I fill my mind with it so much, so much, I'm more happy than I ever thought I would be. That's when you come in with a smile. That's when, when situations come and hit you. Say, I'm, I'm going to get through that. Because you are filling yourself so much with the word of God. And that's what the enemy wants you to get to. He wants you to get to a place where you do not trust God. And then get to a place where you do not praise God from your lips. Y'all know pastor has been teaching that for a couple of weeks now. About praising God from your lips. Yes, I love the dance. I love the move and all that. But there's something about that confession. When you call those things that be not as though they were and we begin to say I say to this mountain be thou removed be thou cast into the sea you do not belong here you begin to watch the power but guess how the move the mountain moves is we're gonna I begin to fill my mind with the word of God I begin to allow him to download as I upload my mess as I upload my problems as I upload the things that does not belong to the Lord and begin to download his glory his power and his anointing that's when things begin to change stand up and give God praise tonight hallelujah we're going to demonstrate this right now whatever the situation is let's just give it up to the Lord if it is about somebody else if it's a family member let's give it to the Lord right now hallelujah hallelujah if there's a praise in your lips let it go right now hey hallelujah